Hello and welcome to the Holistic Fashionista Speaker Series, where holistic leaders of tomorrow become thriving luxury brands. During the interview series, my guest speakers will share their adventure and expertise on specific topics to help you enrich your experience with life. Hi, I'm Angel Quintana, the host of Holistic Fashionista Speaker Series and the CEO and founder of HolisticFashionista.com. I have had the great honor of working with each of these individuals to take what they've already mastered in their life and to use it to serve their kismet clients. It is my great honor to introduce to you today, Jessica Saran. Today, Jessica will be sharing with us, kick that starving artist myth to the curb and become an international artist on your terms. Before we get started on this eye-opening topic, I want to give you a little bit of background about who this fabulous woman is. Jessica is the visual artist and leader at Source and Sanctuary, a field guide to uncharted creative calling. As a visual artist, she makes images that connect others to their truth of their own experience. When not in the studio, she's busy helping other visual artists discover their own creative calling and become leaders of an international creative movement through the power of community. Her ability to see the genius in others combined with a seamless blend of intuition and logic is giving artists around the globe permission and the tools to step into their brilliance and become the artists, healers, and community leaders they are here to be. Lit up by marketing as much as art making, her coaching programs are changing the limiting beliefs and starving artist paradigms that hold so many artists back. Born in Ontario, Canada, she holds a Master of Arts in Transformative Art from John F. Kennedy University in Berkeley, California, and a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Illustration from the College of Creative Studies in Detroit, Michigan. Recently named a leader of the New Cool in Prague, she exhibited and published her work in the Czech Republic, Slovakia, and across North America. She's been featured in Art 21, the Prague Post, the San Francisco Chronicle, Detroit Metro Times, and was the 2014 Creative Mornings guest speaker on the topic of color. I am so excited to introduce you my fabulous friend and client, Jessica Saran. Welcome to the Holistic Fashionista Speaker Series. Thank you. Hi, Angel. I'm so happy to be here talking to you. I'm so excited. And you have quite the impressive background of all different kinds of education experience. I mean, the fact that you live in Prague, uh, one of the most creative and gorgeous European cities. I mean, I'm so excited to have you here. I think you are literally the first fine artist that we've had here at the Speaker Series that has literally uh, sold her paintings all over the globe. So I am ecstatic to have you here. Before we dive into your awesome topic today about kicking the starving artist myth to the curb, I wanted to have our listeners find out how did we meet, how did you find out about Holistic Fashionista, and really what brought you to where you are today? Sure, sure. I'd be happy to share. So I first came across you and your world through a mutual friend of ours, Christian Marie Heron. And she had tipped me off and said, I really need to check out Holistic Fashionista and what you're up to. And so I kind of hovered around. I, I found you on Facebook and I found your website and I, and I hovered around until I took the 10K challenge. And I dove into that fully. And it was right around that time, I think, that you and I had a discovery call. And you, you always say this, that you like to blow people's mind and you totally blew my mind because <laughs> I remember at that point I was trying to figure out how do I do both the coaching and really be the artist that I'm here to be as well. And you convinced me that both were possible, and so I knew I was in good hands. 
Awesome. Well, it's one of those things where, you know, I've worked with other mentors before. I've worked with other artists. But to bring this, this cause or this purpose to light where we could actually help this artist, this person that's been brought up where, uh, you know, maybe our culture or our society has kind of pushed down that we can't make money at our art, that it's going to be so difficult or that we have to go to very prestigious schools and spend a bunch of money only to come out and not end up making a good uh, salary or a good uh, make a business out of what they've really learned and what they're capable of doing through their expressive arts. So I'm excited to actually share the world with you, uh, especially for the artists that are listening. If you're a fine artist or any artist who literally knows that they're here for bigger things, Jessica is literally your go-to woman. So um, one of the things that we came up with in your signature system as we worked together was this amazing tagline. So I was hoping that you could share with us a field guide to uncharted creative calling. Can you tell us about this idea, where did it come from, and what do you mean by it? Absolutely. So there's two aspects of it. I've always been really interested in this idea of maps, map making, and guides. And I remember when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a teacher for a while, but as I grew and started coaching other people, I realized that it was more about guiding people and this idea that, you know, anyone who goes into unknown territory, which is essentially what artists are doing all the time, it's not like somebody can tell them exactly what step to make or what turn to take, but I do believe, like, if you were to go into the jungle, you would take a guide with you. You would take somebody with you who knew, had some idea of the territory and the climate and the conditions and what might jump out at you. And so I've been working with this concept and this metaphor in my own artwork of creating maps. And I did a whole project um, in the Czech Republic called A Field Guide to the Czech Psyche. So I like this idea of mapping. And then I remember, as far as the uncharted creative callings, when I started my master's degree, I'll never forget it. It was the first day, and the chair of our department, we were all sitting down together, all the new students, and we were sitting in a circle introducing ourselves and just talking. And one of the students, of course, asked the question, you know, what do graduates from this program really go on to do? How do they make money, and what does it look like? <laughs> and I remember he said to us, honestly, nobody knows exactly what you're going to do once you graduate because it probably doesn't exist yet. And I thought it was so incredible and it just rang so true. And that's where this idea of the uncharted creative calling comes from. Because the people and the artists I work with, they know, some part of them knows that they're here to do big things and they have this calling. They have a creative calling but what we work to do is to figure out what is the unique way that that comes together. It's much like your signature system where we mm -hmm. look at who are you as an artist? What are all of these things that you've always wanted to do? And how can we bring that together to really help you craft a creative calling and a career that you love? I love it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's so interesting because – I mean, and we see this a lot with the Internet, and I think it's still a very underground concept that we can actually make up our own career. And I know for the, many people that are probably listening to this, they're like, what? What do you mean? You know, and I think that's where the idea of signature system came from. I think it's the idea of this uncharted creative calling idea comes from that 
that professor that made that profound statement, he really knew what he was talking about. And the type of people that are going to be able to pave the path are the innovators, the people that are the pioneers, the people that are going to go out and do something that doesn't currently exist in order to create their own movement, to create their own space, to create their own tribe, to create their own communities around what, it is, what they're here to do. And if you think about human nature, we're all so different. How could there be a, a dream job that someone else offers you? How could someone else create that dream for you if your dream job exists within you, in your own DNA, in your own signature calling, in your own creative problem solving in your own mind and your own all of those things so I am so aligned with you in so many ways obviously we figured that out as we were working together Um, clearly I mean you blow my mind in so many ways I'm happy that I'm able to do the same for you but clearly you do and for the artists that are on this call and I really hope we've got lots of them listening to this because everybody needs to hear us but specifically the people that don't believe that they can make money from their art so why don't you share with us, you know, what kind of artists do you work with? Why are they drawn to you? And how can you serve them? Yeah. It, it's mostly visual artists. And it tends to be a lot of artists who work really intuitively. And so by that I mean, you know, there's a whole contingent of artists that are much more kind of cerebral and research-based. And the artists that tend to be drawn to me work in a similar manner as I do, which is very intuitive. It's very automatic. And it's really pretty heart-based and body-based. And so it's mostly visual artists. But the other thing that's really specific about the artists that I work with is that they know that they're here to make art, but they also have a great passion for community and for helping others. And so these artists is some part of them knows that they don't just have aspirations to be in the studio all the time, but they're really interested in how can I take my art out of the studio and the creative processes and the things that have been so healing and supportive in my own life and bring that into community in some capacity. So I end up working with people who are artists, who are healers on some level, even if they don't call themselves that yet or really frame it in those terms, but they're really interested in a holistic way of living. You know, those are the artists who are also talking about spirituality and consciousness, and they're doing yoga and, you know, alternative healing modalities. And so what I really help them to do is the thing that really happens is they start to identify when we work together that, one, right, I'm not going to just be satisfied by being the artist who's just holed up in their studio. So once we start to identify that and open things up, they start to see that there's a place for all of those other ideas that they've had and been trying to implement as far as, you know, it could be a different, like a social practice kind of project or they want to teach this workshop. And so we start looking at how can all of that come together to be your creative calling. Wow. Well, I've got to mention something here. I have two of your paintings. Obviously, you know this. We have recently opened the Holistic Fashionista showroom. And when those paintings arrived, and I am no expert in healing, I'm no expert in art, but there is something magnetic. Anyone who walks into the showroom is immediately goes, where would you get those? And it, they have this, this field guide. They have like a map to them, so it's, it's 
obviously very indicative of your brand, of the, all the metaphors that are interwoven into everything that you do, and this idea that your artwork is potentially a, a, a healing modality of some regard, an ability to create conversation, to create community. There's so much that I don't know about what it is that you do behind closed doors with these visual artists. So I'm hoping that during this interview we can kind of unleash and unravel just exactly what that, what that looks like. Um, I know that you've been able to travel the world. I know that you live abroad. Um, you've been able to make art. You've had your art in different galleries all over the globe. So for the artist that is just starting out who is listening to this interview, what is the first step that they need to take to really live out this calling, you know, this heart-based business, this healer, this uh, visual interpretation of what's going on inside of them? Mm. It's so great that you reference the paintings that you have of mine because that's actually where it starts. And what I mean by that is, even for myself, I had to spend a long time figuring out how to make work that felt really authentic to me. And the thing about it is, and this is true for all of the artists that I work with, that's the place we start. It's really with them finding their authentic voice, which means that they're going to have to speak their truth. It means that they're going to have to use the canvas as a place where they can no longer hide. And that's exactly what I had to go through because art making was actually quite torturous for me for a really long time. It was really hard to do it because it became the place where all of my internal stuff came up and the inner critic was really loud and it continuously tried to shut me down. And I had to really grapple with that on the canvas and let the art be the thing that could actually bring me the most healing. And so all the artists, when we started working, we dive into their art and their own creative practice. And I actually, the first step is they join a group of, another group of artists that I work with in a course called Keep Your Ass in the Studio. And so the whole thing is built upon this idea of if you're not really making your art, you can't have an art career in the first place. And we've got to make sure that the art that you're making is really yours and feels really true and really right. Love it. So, you know, it's funny, this is kind of taking me back. I mean, my husband is like a record collector, and he's, he knows, like, every lyric to, like, every song that he loves. You know, he can read all the in-between storylines and all this stuff. And, you know, what, I remember I had this conversation with him about, like, God, I'm, I'm so jealous of the musician or the artist that is able to basically say things that are not really allowed, maybe, or PC or you know, appropriate, for lack of a better word, of what they're feeling and what they're going through, but it's completely acceptable in an art form. So it's so interesting when you're talking about this authentic voice, because I think even just as a, you know, an entrepreneur or a, a marketer out there, you know, putting out videos, putting out marketing messages, putting out personal branding and all these things that kind of bring this person to life so that we can connect with the people that we're meant to serve, sometimes we don't have that authentic voice. You know, that takes courage, that takes strength. And here you are, you know, having this platform where people can create art, have a voice, and it's completely acceptable. And I, it's one of those things I'm, I'm very jealous that I have not found a way to maybe express in exactly this authentic voice in an artistic manner that really um, – 
you know, gets people to connect on a, maybe on a subliminal way, in a, in a intuitive way. There's so much to it. So I, I want to really touch, I guess my point here is I want to touch on the marketing aspect, you know, the networking, mm-hmm. you know, this building on this authentic voice of what that means so that they can sell their work. So how do you work with artists so that they can make their art with that authentic voice and get their word out? One of the things that I remind them of constantly is that essentially your art career can be as creative as making a piece of art. And so one of the ways that I can best support them in making their authentic art is by giving them a lot of permission to really do what they want to do and not do what they don't want to do. And it's really that permission that opens the door for them. And so certainly when we get to them learning how to market their art and monetize their mission, we're definitely working with a lot of practical skills and strategies and things I've learned over the years. But at the same time, one of the most important things, and it's what's been the most effective for me, is it has to feel as authentic as that moment when I discovered my voice and my art. So it's really cutting through all of these shoulds and all of these things we think we have to do to sell our art, which for most artists, it just makes them cringe and want to curl up into a ball and cry. You know, like artists have such an allergic reaction to anything marketing or businessy for the most part that I really just encourage them to root it in what feels good. What would you love to do? Where, where's your voice really? And go with that and really run with that and allow that to be what you use to really create and construct your platform. Interesting. Cool. So, I mean, give us an example of someone that you've worked with and how you could help them discover which platform would feel most natural for them to get their art out. Sure, yeah. So it's things like, you know, I don't know what your experience was, Angel, but it took me a while to realize that, for example, I love standing in front of a video camera. And I, I do really well with that medium, right? And so it's, it's things like that where some artists will quickly discover, you know what, I really like doing audios or I'm a really great writer when it comes to talking about my art. So I'm just going to focus on writing versus insisting or feeling like I have to plot myself in front of a video camera when I hate that, you know? Or it's also, it gets really fun because the other thing is I take them through processes where Whatever they decide to do, it has to feel really juicy. So even when it comes to, you know, we we talk a lot about wealth consciousness and manifesting money, and I'll say to them, like, okay, you know, you want to manifest X amount of money. How could you do it? Like, what feels really kind of edgy? And so it could look like, you know what, I totally know that I need to go and talk to this gallery, and it scares the pants off me, but my intuition is totally calling me in that direction. Right? And so it ends up being one of those things where you listen to your intuition, you walk into the gallery, and usually something happens. Like one, one artist I've worked with, she's, she's both a visual artist, she's a brilliant writer, and she's also a makeup artist. And so she finally gave herself permission to start her own website and blog, combining all three of those. Because that's what really felt the most natural. And she brings in, you know, she sells artwork through this platform, and, it, and everything about it is really just steeped in, in what she loves and, and, and how she really wants to show up and share herself with the world. 
Love it. Awesome. Well, it's interesting because, and thankfully you've arrived because so many <laughs> artists out there have been told the complete opposite, you know, that, that they don't know where the, the you know, how they're going to make money with their art. Uh, we've really, uh, I, I mean, just in American schools alone that, you know, to be an artist, you're going to, you're going to end up being starving. You need to go get a real job, you know, do the art on the side. So how do we get the artist to believe that it's possible to both do what they love and make money doing it, even when they've been told their entire life that's just the opposite? Well, we start by cutting through all those limiting beliefs and really naming them and owning them. You know, that's such a big one. I do it with all my clients. We do a lot of EFT tapping. And really looking at, you know what, here are the, the beliefs I took on. You know, here's what I was told to believe. Here are the vows I took to be loyal to my family. And all of these, it's really a personal thing. I mean, yes, it's cultural and it's social, but I feel like as soon as we actually get into how that has trickled down into our personal experience and I can help them to really cut through that, um, that's when we can then replace it with the real positive belief. And also, you know, a big part of it too, I think, is just them seeing other artists that they're around, successes, and then they start having their own. And it totally starts to tip that scale where they feel like, oh, this is totally possible. You know, or like, look, Jessica's doing it. Look, this other client of hers is doing it. And so that ripple effect starts to happen. Mm, I know. That's why we need guides. We need, it's like, <laughs> even though we're all here to do different things, we see someone, even if it's not exact, you know, we don't need someone to be doing exactly what we want to be doing. But if we see someone that's doing something similar, like, wow, like, how did she build that? You know, this is where this guide or this mentorship comes into play. You know, why do you think it's important for artists to get this kind of mentoring and support? Well, I think it's, it really ties into the community aspect and really just saturating and, our, and surrounding ourselves with like-minded people, but also people who are modeling possibility. You know, and I think you've said as much at some point, you know, just talking about we get so much from working with a coach. You know, they've got all these different aspects of their program, but that there is this indescribable something that happens when you put yourself in the presence of somebody who's gone before you and is living it and walking their talk and is just modeling possibility. And I think, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly, you know, following my coaches and mentors and keeping myself steeped in that sense of what's possible through other people living it and, and paving the way for me. So I think that's really a big part of it and why we really have to be really intentional about creating community and having that community be people who really get us and support us and see us and cheer and clap and swoon, you know? Absolutely. Well, it also is another thing to consider is that I think it's a new way of thinking or investing in ourselves to hire someone who has walked before us, someone who has, you know, the, the idea of possibility, who is walking their talk and, you know, actually, you know, building a business or building a tribe or a community, uh, doing what it is that they love. And this idea of investing in that when we've, you know, really been programmed that we, you know, go to school to, you know, that's one investment in ourselves or we study or we read. 
Um, but this idea of still like hiring a mentor or hiring a coach or finding someone to guide us, I think it's still pretty new. I mean, can you share your thoughts on that? I mean, I know that we had the opportunity to work together, but you know, I think it's still, I mean, especially maybe to the artists who are maybe newer to this, you know, building your business online or to this idea of coaching or mentorship, can you just set the investment process of what that, what that really entails? Yeah, I agree. I think it's a totally new paradigm, and especially for artists. You know, one of the things that really resonated with me is hearing other coaches talk about, you know, like, let's look at any Olympic athlete. Do they get there without a coach? No, never. You know, and that idea of even the best of the best are continuously being coached. And I think, you know, one of the things that I think is so powerful and profound is and, and I guess you don't fully get it until you've invested in yourself. You know, you really have to take that leap and get for yourself how profound the reward and the outcome and the up-leveling is. But also I think that there's a philosophy to me that really um, kind of brings it all home, and it's this idea of, you know, we, we don't need to in- reinvent the wheel, but there's this incredible generosity, this you know, when we can coach somebody, when we can invest in ourselves and basically have the entire process be accelerated, because what took me 15 years to figure out, my own trial and error of, you know, figuring out how to make art, how to sell it, how to exhibit it, how to make money, all of these things, I can basically pass that on and accelerate somebody's process in such a profound way that it just becomes... It's, it's easy to say it's a no-brainer, but it is such a no-brainer, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's, I mean, I just can't even think of somebody off the top of my head that is even offering anything similar to what you are about accelerating not only the process of, you know, potentially getting your, your visual art in galleries, but to create a community, to intertwine this heart-based healer you know, a method that you have inside of artwork. I mean, there's, it's so specific. And if somebody, if you, I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this call and, you know, anything that Jessica is saying is resonating with you, the fact is the girl is like a genius at this. And to be able to work with somebody and with her, not only her credentials, I mean, it's not even the credentials, it's the experience, the life experience that she's already done in 15 years that can be passed down to someone, that information, that, that expertise, to someone who is looking to look at their own possibilities and create that own path for themselves. And, to, and, then, and the other thing is, you know, people hire or, or, you know, invest in, like, therapists and people that are, will help them see the world in a new light. I mean, even healers, Reiki masters, all these people that are just helping us see a new way of thinking, a new possibility. But then you add on the strategy that you have in your signature system of actually how to not only just think differently or think about the new possibilities, but to execute them so that it actually ends up with a dollar in your bank account. (laughs) I mean, that to me is like ROI, right? (laughs) Totally, totally. And it's amazing too because – I mean, it's exactly what you've helped me with is really getting so crystal clear, like you said, on what is this unique configuration of what I have to offer and, and just hone in on it in such a way that 
it's like there is nothing else like it, but at the same time, it, it's, it just so enables me to help everyone else be like, you get to create, create and craft your own thing that's completely yours and completely unique, and once you get it and nail it, you're going to be speaking to the people that only you can speak to. And it's like you get a, you get a hotline to your people as soon as you really figure out how this all comes together, and then you get confident because you start making money and you start having clients, and it's, it's just this magical, it's this magical process. Absolutely. So, okay, so let's now drill it home. For our listeners, you know, what are these steps that you walk your clients through to help them have successful art careers that they love? Yes. <laughs> all right, so step one is really all about claiming your calling. And so what I mean by that is a lot of the artists that come to me can't necessarily actually say that they're an artist yet. You know, they might feel like, well, I'm not making money yet, not sure, I've always been kind of creative. So step one is really claiming your calling and owning that that is what you're here to do. So we start there and then we move on to step two, which is all about getting clear and confident about making your art. So this is where they start to keep their ass in the studio and they create a creative process that really supports them and allows the work to just pour out of them. Step three then is exhibit your work and speak your truth. So this is, I like to think of this as the coming out party essentially. So it's really important for artists to, to take their work out into the world and to have others see it and put it in front of an audience. And so step three is all about creating an ideal exhibition experience for yourself so that you can do that and you can be surrounded by people who really get it and get you and get the work. After that, step four, what we dive into is monetizing your mission and valuing your worth. And so this is where we get into a lot more of the nuts and bolts of, okay, how do I now take this process that has worked so well for me and share it with others, be that in the form of a workshop or you know, applying for a grant or doing some really interesting project that you get a crowdfunding campaign for. And then coupled with this is we really work on wealth consciousness and cutting through all of those limiting beliefs that are really holding them back. And then the last step, step five, is to enable a community of others. So that's really when you step into becoming the leader of your own community based on the creative process that has so beautifully worked for you and really surrounding yourself by your own tribe so that you can just create that same kind of ripple effect as you take your work and your brilliance and your healing out into the world. It's so cool that we are in a time where it's this idea of mass marketed or being a part of something that's, you know, so massive that we feel just like we're little people in a big, in a big world. And here we are in, in a place where we can create these niche communities where we can serve people at a higher level to a more specific audience who have a specific problem and if there was more of those, you know, more things where I'm into rock and roll music, um, you know, driving an Audi and doing this, and there was just a community for just those people. I mean, 
how different would it be that if we were able to vibrate with other people that were just similar to us, like to create, be involved in a community of people that are truly like us instead of just like, I belong to a women's entrepreneur association. Well, there's a lot of different types of people in there, but if we narrowed it down to, you know, internet, uh, you know, based uh, women entrepreneurs. And the more niche that we can get, the more that we can actually find the people that really get us. You know, wouldn't that just, like, how different the world would be if we all just felt like we really belonged in whatever community that we've chosen to belong to? And it could be several communities. But I think you're, the problem that you've solved is not only how to make money at your art career, but how to feel that you belong to something or to some, to some community or to even lead a community so that you also feel that you belong. Uh, it is so profound, isn't it? Just the normalizing effect that really allows us to blossom and go so much further. And I think, you know, anything we can do to put ourselves in a situation where I like to say we're basically surrounded by the same kind of weirdos, it's such, a, it's such, an, it's such an incredible gift because it does, it's like my, my partner has this beautiful phrase that he's found in philosophy. It's like, do things that increase your powers. You know, like just be so vigilant about making sure that whatever situation you're in, it's adding to your ability to be more of who you are. Mm. And so I totally agree. You know, how different would the world be if we were all surrounded by people who totally got us? I think we just figured something out. I was reading this book recently where, you know, it was talking about Rolex is not in the business of selling watches. Rolex is in the business of selling luxury. You know, um, mm. Coca-Cola is not in the business of selling cola. Coca-Cola is in the business of selling tradition. You know, mm. um, you know McDonald's is not selling hamburgers. You know, it's selling something else. And so here we are talking about, you know, embracing your art, artist, uh, artistic talents, you know, getting out there, uh, finding your path, finding a way to make money. But the real thing I think that we discovered on this interview today is that you sell a sense of belonging. Like to feel mm-hmm. that you belong to something is what you sell. Mm, that makes me want to cry, Angel. I think it's a sense of belonging and a deep, visceral sigh of relief. <laughs> That's what I felt. <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, finally, someone who gets me. I feel understood. I feel like I can be a weirdo and it's no big deal. You know, awesome. Totally, totally, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I am ecstatic that, you know, you've been able to launch your creative career, not only in the art world, but to also support and be a mentor and a field guide to the artists who are also looking to belong and create their own communities. Is there anything that we didn't discuss today? I know we covered a lot of ground about your signature system and how you can serve everybody who is part of this, uh, you know, art, visual artist community or healer. Uh, but is there anything that I didn't ask you today that you wish that I did that would be helpful for our listeners today? I think the best thing to share is the way that people can really start dipping their toes into this world 
is through the free goodie, the video that I made called the three, the three Secrets All Successful Artists Know. And this video is all about cutting through all of that crap that artists think they have to do, that they're going to have to schmooze and network with all the people they don't want to network with and be all salesy and yucky. And so I created this video called The Three Secrets All Successful Artists Know that totally demystifies all of that. And the way that they can get this is by going to www.jessicasaran.com forward slash secrets. Secrets, jessicasaran.com forward slash secrets. Well, I'm ecstatic to see you uh, continue to support this, this community that desperately needs you. And I'm so glad that we've had the opportunity to connect and meet each other. Thank you. Christian Marie uh, for putting us in contact and for, you know, bringing your artwork to my showroom, which is if anybody is in the Los Angeles area and they want to come check out the showroom, check out Jessica's art. Um, We've got two gorgeous, humongous paintings uh, hanging here that are for sale. Do visit holisticfashionings.com forward slash showroom to learn more about making an appointment to come see her artwork here in person. And thank you, Jessica, for this amazing interview and uh, wishing you so much success in the future. Thank you, Angel. And thank you for being such an amazing guide. Thank you. You're welcome, honey. Yay! All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Holistic Fashionista Speaker Series. um, And I'll catch up with you all again soon. Bye now.